to the work that I've been doing with Fulfill, working with a lot of youth from resilient communities, I've really come to terms to realize that the people closest to the problems are closest to the solutions. This is definitely something that I also mentioned in my TED talk. I feel like the students that we've seen that have gone through our programming, they create solutions for the problems that they see and experience firsthand. And because of that, they're more well equipped to understand the needs of those users and customers that they want to be able to make an impact on. So I think social entrepreneurship is just such a really great way to show that everyone has such a different route, such a different journey and such a different experience. And it's because of all those different things that make us all unique to create really unique and innovative solutions for problems that really matter. How are you, Tiffany? Hi, Vivek. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. It's about time we got you on this episode. I feel like you're the quintessential social entrepreneur. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> Tiffany is a dedicated social entrepreneur and community builder who cares about empowering individuals to realize their potential to make an impact on the world. She's a dual degree graduate of the University of Pennsylvania, majored in sociology and nonprofit leadership, and has started nationally scaled companies in edtech and health tech. Tiffany is the founder and CEO of Fulfill, a social venture that teaches marginalized youth social entrepreneurship to solve the real world problems of their local communities. Hi, my name is Tiffany Yao, and I'm the founder and CEO of Fulfill. And uh, we do a lot of work to empower youth from resilient communities to make an impact on their local communities. Uh, one of the main mantras and core values of everything that we do is to empower the people closest to the problems to become closest to the solutions. As recognized in Forbes and her TED Talk, Fulfill has inspired around 3,000 youths to start their own companies helping them get into college and even provide for their families. Tiffany's also co-founded Project Shields, an emergency COVID response initiative that has mass produced over 100,000 face shields for frontline workers. She's also a background in venture capital through her work with Red and Blue Ventures and through her fellowship with Venture for America, an organization founded by 2020 Democratic candidate Andrew Yang. I'm also a proud Venture for America fellow, and I'm currently working at Red and Blue Ventures, which is a venture capital fund that invests in companies from the University of Pennsylvania ecosystem. And on top of this, she also sits on the advisory board of George Washington University's digital marketing program and teaches part-time for a master's level course in raising philanthropic capital at the University of Pennsylvania. I want to start from something I read on your website, and you said, I studied vigorously to pursue my childhood dream to save lives and make a difference. How has this core motivator shaped your life and introduced you to social entrepreneurship? Sure. So this is such a great question. I think growing up, I always wanted to find a way to make a difference in the world, and I didn't really know what this would look like. And I guess at the time the most obvious way that anyone could make a difference was to pursue a medical path and do what doctors and nurses do and save lives very literally. And I guess when I came to college, I had this idea that I wanted to go into medicine and pursue this medical route. But I came to terms to realize that 
I was not meant to save lives because really challenging to go through the courses, no matter it felt like how much I studied. And I really knew that I cared so much about making a difference. And it seemed like there was just such a huge obstacle in the way of like trying to figure out a feasible way to make an impact. So one thing led to another and I eventually discovered this idea of social entrepreneurship. Uh, I mentioned in undergrad, I studied sociology. So I naturally kind of learned about, you know, why the world works the way that it does and understood that there's so many different key driving factors. And when the topic of social entrepreneurship came about, basically this idea of creating a business for good, a business that has not only the sole purpose of making money, but also doing well by doing good. And so this whole concept of social entrepreneurship suddenly just made a lot of sense to me. And I realized that this was something that I suddenly became really interested in. uh, And it just really captivated me. Social entrepreneurship was something that I became really passionate about because I realized, you know, our generation of millennials and Gen Zs are more innovative than any other generation that uh, has preceded us. And also a lot more vocal about addressing key issues that, that are present in the world. And uh, we've definitely seen a lot of this through so, so many recent events, um, especially during COVID-19. And I guess, you know, with this new generation, passion for wanting to make a difference and also be innovative. Uh, I realized that social entrepreneurship is such an amazing vehicle to inspire people to realize the difference that they can make. So when I understood this idea of social entrepreneurship, I realized that there's more than one way to make an impact. You don't have to make an impact through medicine or through law or whatever it is that impact means to you. There's more than just one route. And there's many different types of social enterprises out there that accomplish many different types of missions. And I realized that there's so much that one person can do to make a difference and impact doesn't always have to come in one shape or size. So you've essentially taken social entrepreneurship and your understanding of impact and decided to focus your impact on empowering youth. And you've done that through Fulfill. And Forbes recognized Fulfill as bringing entrepreneurship education to students in underserved communities. So can you highlight the mission of Fulfill and what exactly is that curriculum you're teaching and how are you empowering your youth to go make the change in their local communities? Sure. So Fulfill is a 501c3 nonprofit organization with a focus on empowering youth from resilient communities to make an impact on their local communities. Initially, we started off with really focusing on social entrepreneurship, but over time, uh, we've actually been starting to expand our curriculum to cover lots of other types of topics that are of interest to empower these youths from these resilient communities. So teaching them topics like diversity, inclusion, sustainability, uh, 21st century soft skills that they'll need to excel in their future careers, financial literacy, even fundraising for their own companies that they might potentially start someday. Um, I I believe it was about 60% of our students reported in this past year's survey that they were motivated to actually enroll in entrepreneurship in hopes of providing for their families. So for many, uh, entrepreneurship is an option, but for a lot of the communities that we serve, it's practically a necessity or a lifeline. So 
It's really uh, important that we teach students these necessary skills uh, with the, also the hope that they can also pass it on to their families and apply them to their own careers. And in terms of how we create our curriculum, uh, every year we actually update our content to make sure that it's always up to date with industry trends and also in line with uh, each state's standards that we serve. So to do this, we actually have uh, former students from the past year or so to intern with us over the summer to work with us to make sure that our curriculum is relevant and up to date with even popular culture and the things that they're seeing, whether it's on TikTok or Instagram, to make sure that it's relevant to their peers who will be going through the curriculum in the following year. So how are you teaching this curriculum? Is it through an online thing? Or are you going in person or is it on over like Zoom or something? Sure. So it really varies. We primarily cater to a train-the-trainer type of education model where we provide the curriculum to teachers in schools and those teachers will take the curriculum and teach it to their students. So uh, a lot of our work really revolves heavily around not only making sure that the student content is super relevant and engaging, but also that it's easy for a teacher to pick up and run with it. So with this, we also work directly with teachers from our own advisory board to make sure that um, it's feasible to be able to apply to their own classrooms. But on top of that, we're also working with different types of organizations to cater specific types of programs based on their needs. So uh, we've started noticing some trends of working with some workforce development offices, uh, even some companies or athletic organizations across the country that have some interest in being able to support their young people to make an impact on their communities, but also develop the necessary life skills and 21st century core skills that they'll need to succeed in their future careers. When you say you know, you're helping these students become more aware of the power of social entrepreneurship and make a local impact. What is the connection between you and and the student versus you and the teacher? It's primarily through the teacher. However, um, I guess through different summer fellowship programs that we have for our students where they can work with us, uh, that's where we are directly connected with students. On top of that, uh, I guess prior to COVID, we actually did a lot of summer programming uh, and this is actually, I guess, where we were featured in Forbes. And the programming was initially kind of the proof of concept to make sure that our curriculum was sturdy and was working uh, and was effective. So we could kind of figure out all the kinks that we wanted to flesh out uh, to really understand what else we needed to develop for students. But it's something that we are actually continuing to do on an annual basis in partnership with different organizations across the country. So for these types of programs, we would work with students directly one-on-one -on -one in some type of seasonal program, whether it's in the summer or winter, but primarily our main model is working directly with schools, but on a one-off basis, we'll work with companies to develop special types of programming where we get to interact directly with students. What do these summer programs look like? Are they like a like an accelerator model or, or what's, yeah, what's it like? Yeah. So, you know, I guess it really varies depending on what company partners are looking for. This could be anywhere from a two to a five week accelerator program for 
students, they don't have to even come in with an idea, but the goal is for them to ultimately identify a problem in their local communities, create an innovative solution that can impact uh, their community and make a dent in that problem. And depending on how long the curriculum is, students can do anything from give a pitch, like a mini pitch, a full-length pitch, or, you know, sometimes they've even developed websites around their solution. Wow. So do you have an example of an idea that came in through your summer program and and they built it out and then went back to a local community and and saw that impact? So many. (laughs) I'm sure. (laughs) One example that stands out that I also mentioned in my TED Talk as well was this example of this girl who I think she she came to us when she was about 12 years old. Her name is Freya Busser. She started a company called Anubis Treats, uh, which basically creates healthy, junk-free dog treats. Her initial motivation for starting this was prior to joining our program, uh, her dog uh, was getting ill and could only eat so much. And she found herself actually creating treats for her dog to see if, you know, he would eat anything uh, just because he was sick at the time. And, uh, you know, how tricky is it when your customer won't even tell you the feedback that you need to hear, right? (laughs) So um, when she came through our programming, um, you know, we realized like this is such an important issue, you know, dogs should be able to eat things that they want to eat. You know, oftentimes when you look at the dog treat labels and everything, there's all these different chemicals that you won't even know how to pronunciate. And uh, so she really tries to focus on that. And her social impact is for every treat she sells, she donates a portion of it to a local dog shelter. You know, that's like one example of like, you know, how you can really turn an experience or issue you've seen in your own life to something that could be meaningful. And a lot of our students are also first generation. Uh, It's really humbling for us because we get to really be part of that process of helping them gain confidence in themselves and seeing that they can make an impact. So you you mentioned you know, there's tons of success stories. And for everyone listening, like I want to highlight some of the stats that I found on our website because these were incredible. So 70% care more about their communities after completing Fulfill. 84% of your students are more motivated to make a difference in their future careers. 78% learned more meaningful skills that will help them succeed in their careers. 80% gain confidence in their ability to overcome obstacles. And 86% gain confidence in their ability to start a business. Honestly, uh, a lot of the credit also just goes to their teachers who really just want to make an impact on them. I feel like through this whole process, we've really learned how important teachers are in our education system. And honestly, we probably would not be able to operate without them. How do you make money? How do you like fund all these programs and these curriculums? And how do you keep everything running? Sure. You know, money is so important, especially for nonprofits. And I guess it's always so interesting because whenever people here were a nonprofit, they're like, oh, so does that mean you don't have profit? How do you like (laughs) stay sustainable? But, um, you know, nonprofits like, you know, they do make money. uh, And I guess for us, like our business model is there's a few different sides to it. The main way that we are able to be sustainable is charging these different organizations that are overseeing different sets of schools. These are usually education-focused types of organizations or organizations that are really community-driven. And through them, we're able to provide 
for the schools and the students that are within those schools, our curriculum. But on top of that, we also rely on contributed revenue. Uh, and that's basically with the help of our seasonal types of accelerator programs. So our accelerator programs are oftentimes sponsored by some type of lead partner that will reach out to us or maybe we'll reach out to them to try to amplify their own impact in their work. So one example that like we're really excited to actually be able to announce uh, this month is that at the end of the summer, we're actually going to be working with the LA Sparks, which won the WNBA these past few years. Uh, and we're actually going to be one of their philanthropic initiatives to empower youth in their local community. So congrats. <laughs> thank you. Is that kind of the growth or expansion strategy? Try to partner with as many of these big, well-known organizations as possible? Yeah, it, I think it's always really helpful because like these big organizations, they've definitely... Uh, are really well known for their own work. But on top of that, uh, being able to work with well-known type of organization gives us really good credibility. But on top of that, it's also really helpful in helping us scale our own impact because they definitely have a much broader reach that we probably would not be able to accomplish on our own <laughs> with our own might, no matter how hard we go too. So it's, I think I'm a huge believer in collaboration and um, just really grateful to the different organizations that are able to kind of like broaden their own mindsets and really tap into local organizations to be able to support their own youth. So clearly lots of people are seeing the value in what you provide. And it's, I mean, it's quite obvious, but I'm wondering, are you noticing from like teachers or the adults you're working with? Cause you're essentially, you're teaching them how to teach social entrepreneurship to their youth, right? So are, are you getting feedback that like they're learning about social entrepreneurship and they're being introduced to concepts and information that they were unaware of? You know, that's such an interesting question. Definitely, yes. Um, I think with the case of our curriculum, it always depends on who the teachers are. Every teacher has such a different type of background. Maybe some of them own a small business on the side or do some consulting on the side, or maybe they're just a full-on teacher who just loves teaching their students. And so there's definitely something that um, our teachers are able to take away from our curriculum, whether it's just overall knowledge about entrepreneurship and just this whole idea of like lean startups that's growing increasingly popular and just design thinking and like rapid prototyping and iteration and all that <laughs> yeah. fun stuff. Uh, but I think the real magic of Fulfill is really this idea of impact that we really care about redefining. You know, impact is such a weird topic sometimes because I feel like when we think of impact, we think that we have to go to a foreign country and go fly there to make an impact. And oftentimes this isn't how impact happens. I think honestly, impact really happens in our own communities. And I think it's so important to be able to get your own local people to realize their potential to make that impact and change. So that's kind of where we fallen and a lot of teachers have expressed that this is something that uh, they're really grateful for that has helped broaden their own perspective of even their own capacity to make an impact outside of what wow. they're able to teach their youth. So how much does it cost to get this curriculum and how long does it take for for a teacher to go through it? For one course as a standalone, it's about $2,500. So for our entrepreneurship, our social entrepreneurship curriculum, that's about how much it is. But that also 
definitely depends on how many students it's for. Like if you have 5,000 students, it probably will be much more than that. But if you have like about 100 students or so, that's probably like a reasonable price range. So it really depends on a lot of different factors, but that's a good average cost that we've been able to work with. In terms of how long it takes to go through the whole curriculum, it's actually very adaptable to school's needs. Sometimes entrepreneurship is like a small segment and we have a little chunk that we can give to them to be able to fit within that timeline. Other times also, um, if entrepreneurship is a whole course of itself, we have enough content to provide them with 40 weeks of material. Oh, and basically, wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 40 weeks of material. 40 weeks sounds like a crazy amount of time when you think about it. But yeah, I guess like with the 40 weeks of material, it's not just our social entrepreneurship curriculum. It's also tying in our other courses that we've created, including sustainability, diversity and inclusion, financial literacy and fundraising. So when it comes to this whole 40 week timeline, you get a lot more different types of one off subject areas that can create more richer context around social entrepreneurship. These can be like, like you just said, pretty extensive curriculums, but are public schools like, do they even teach this stuff or, or, or if they're, if they're learning this curriculum, are they creating their own course, these teachers? It really depends. Sometimes our best target audience are schools that either have some type of regional occupation program or some type of program that emphasizes project-based learning or even Oh, STEM. gotcha. So gotcha. It, there's not like a straightforward, we teach social entrepreneurship yeah, gotcha. type of route, but we've, we've found that because of this, our curriculum, it's good as a 40-week supplement rather than the core curriculum. There's actually a lot of content that you can use if you want to make it a core curriculum, but we're also not asking people to just totally replace what they're using because that's a huge ask and very <laughs> overwhelming for any teacher so um, our curriculum can actually be used as a one-off type of oh this is actually really relevant for this section let me add it in here to provide better context for you know gotcha. stuff that's going on in the real world like maybe my students want to learn about the most trending strategies that TikTok is doing marketing, or um, this is how Spotify thinks about branding and marketing and everything. So we really want to bring in those real world relevant types of companies that are kind of in front of students every day. With the amount of influence that you're, you're starting to have and the extensive curriculum that you've put together, I feel like if you're not already doing this, like you're probably going to start convincing high schools to have social entrepreneurship or this curriculum as a core class that people should learn or take. For sure. I would love that. Honestly, like the dream is really for every high school to have this across the country. I feel like social entrepreneurship can really teach someone so much in terms of not only how to be a good person, <laughs> but also just gain those necessary skills that they need to succeed in their own careers. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I know, like, I'm sure the same was, or at least similar with you. There was a lot of misconceptions of entrepreneurship and social entrepreneurship. And I didn't even take my first entrepreneurship class to like junior or senior year of college. So, you know, I didn't get to be exposed to this world or see what it's really like a little bit earlier in high school. 
For sure. Same here. I, I didn't really learn about it until my junior year of college. Yeah. Like, Why are we waiting this late <laughs> to yeah, learn exactly. this? <laughs> like I spent all this time case prepping and you, you could have told me that I could have been doing entrepreneurship the whole time. <laughs> For sure. Honestly, I think um, one of the reasons I also started Fulfill was I think it's so important to be able to teach youth about the options. Like knowing your options is probably one of the most powerful things that you can provide yeah. to a kid. I think social entrepreneurship does a really good job of like taking, you know, cause all of Gen Z, like we're so passionate about having some sort of purpose or making that impact and trying to figure out like work life balance and all that type of stuff. But with social entrepreneurship, it's almost like work and life are the same thing. And it's very fun and impactful at the same time. For sure. I feel like for this generation, it's so important to really have that balance. And I feel like it's something that you don't really see other generations worrying about too much and they're not too mutually exclusive things somehow for us. And I feel like startups, they're definitely just so much more innovative. And I think Gen Z, we're just really hungry to find more of that innovative type of environment. And just, it's so much more refreshing than kind of doing the same mundane things that you would do in like an everyday, more corporate role. And I think it's so important to be able to see the impact that you're able to make on a more direct basis that you're probably able to see more at a startup level. Like you just have a lot more independence over yourself and the influence over what you can accomplish at a company. It's like, it's so incredible to witness that. I think that's also what is really cool about Venture for America too. I think just being able to show what it's like to work at a startup, it's definitely already such great exposure to be able to just see how much you're able to invest in one company. And if you're able to put that at scale, thinking of how much impact that you can make at a really broad level, like that's just really exciting. Well, I'm excited to watch you on your journey. And even though it's not through medicine, I feel like in a way you are saving lives. I think it's uh, incredible and inspirational what you do. And I'm excited to see how y'all grow. So I want to wrap up with one more question though. As you grow and as Fulfill is, is solidifying more partnerships and growing its influence, like, are you, are y'all hiring or is there anything that you could ask from our community to help y'all out maybe with donations? We're definitely always hiring at Fulfill. Uh, but one thing uh, that we really pride ourselves in is actually hiring a lot of college students and also high school students. I think that it's so important that our content comes from people who are close to age or can identify as near to peer mentors. So we're always looking for high school and college students to work with us. Uh, And so there are some internship opportunities available on our site. I think one thing that I'm really, really proud of is that our team we only hire good people. And so I think and that means like everyone is just so authentic and just so nice and wants to be supportive of each other. So we really just want to make sure that whenever we're working with people that they're growing in the process and can provide a mutually beneficial type of opportunity for each other. So if you want to apply, feel free to go to our website at fulfill.org. That, that is F-U-L-P-H-I-L dot org. And as a nonprofit, every bit of support matters so much. If our work sounds interesting to you and you really believe in empowering youth to make an impact in your local communities, uh, there's an opportunity for you to donate on our website as well. This was a great talk.
And the work you're doing is, is just so impactful. I wish you the best of luck with everything. And to everyone listening, thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode. Y'all should totally reach out to Tiffany, check out her website. They have some really awesome partnerships upcoming in the future. So you want to catch the growth starting now. But thank you all for tuning in. And thank you again, Tiffany. We had a great time. Awesome. Thank you.